this morning I was feeling pretty dangerous. Welcome to episode seven of the Believe in Pod. I am your host, Jared, and as always, I'm joined by Char and JB to give the latest on the Cleveland Browns and other big news around the NFL. Last week, our Browns had an ugly win over the Cincinnati Bengals, 27-19, to move to 6-7 and seven on the year. They have now won four of the last five. So let's get right into it. Um, the Browns were outgained 451 to 333, lost a turnover battle, as well as the time of possession battle, but they still won the game. Usually that's a game the Browns used to lose if they were in the Bengals' shoes, but they actually won. Nick Chubb was awesome in the second half, another 100-yard game. Defense bent, but it didn't break. They held Cincinnati under 20 points, even though they gave up 450 yards. And I would say this is probably the offensive line's best showing of the year. JB, what do you think about this ugly win over the Bengals? Yeah, this is one of those games where in years past we'd be thrilled just to have came out with a W, but given the expectations earlier this year, this is one of those where you don't feel great about having won the game and played so bad. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a W. The Bengals, like you said, they dominated the game, but the Browns figured out a way to win, and that's what's important. The rushing game in the first in the first half was non-existent. The second half was a little better. They made a concerted effort to run the ball. And the big thing, I think, was we didn't give up any huge plays on defense, so they never had a chance to, um, you know, burn us deep and score that way. They had to, I mean, they gave up chunks here and there, but we didn't give up the big one. And when we got into the red zone, we came up with key stops. I think Baker didn't look great, but like I said, he still found a way to win. Denzel, happy for him getting the pick six. And Redwine, he played really well, so I was happy to see that. Yeah, I think we only ran the ball like six times in the first half, so that was an issue. We definitely came out wanting to pass the ball a lot. And it looked good on the first drive until the interception where Njoku, I thought it was a catch. I mean, he had it in both hands, his butt hit the turf, and then it just came up with Cincinnati. So I thought it was a catch, I thought it was a bad call. But Nick really got rolling in the second half. The defense, um, like we said, they did give up a lot of yards, but every time they got to the red zone, I think since he was like one for five, they just really held strong. Redwine's an awesome rookie. Um, we have a lot of young pieces on that defense. That should be great. Um, like you said, Denzel, that's his first pick six, pick six since high school. So that's big time. Glad to see it for him. Um, those corners, him and Greedy, are solid. That defense should be something um, you don't really want to see in the years to come. What are your takeaways from this game, Char? Uh, my takeaways, it, they did not look good for most of the game, but they did somehow win. But Browns are still technically alive. We'll take it at this point. But yeah, on the bend, don't break, they really bent. Like there was uh, six receptions of 20 yards plus by the Bengals that game. That's not good for our secondary to give. And I think a lot of that falls under just our pass rush has not looked good of late since the whole Miles thing. But, and then Mixon had himself a hell of a game, too, on on their offense. I mean, it just seemed like, I mean, we didn't give up that many points, though, so I guess that's what matters. But it was it was alarming for future games, and I'm a little nervous about going forward what that means for our defense because that had been looking like a better unit for a minute. And then our offense, uh, I mean, they... It was ugly, but, I mean, Chubb stepped up in the second half. He looked like a monster. I mean, I think we can kind of kind of take maybe the Ravens model and just do, like, a lot of RPOs, run with Baker and have uh, uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt and then use the run to open up the pass with some more play action going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, the D-line I thought was uh, Rich was better. I mean, Richardson, he had a sack again. Sheldon Richardson, that was big. Um, Ogan Joby and Brian Cox uh, combined for a sack. It's nice to see Brian Cox do something. So we need somebody to step up on that D-line without Miles, like you said. And they did give up some big plays, but only 19 points is pretty impressive. I think we all knew this was just the race to 20 to see who would win. Um, I think that's how it's going to be next week, too, since the Cardinals are only averaging about 21 points a game so far this season. And a win's a win, especially with, I mean, our history. I guess I'll take any way we can get it. Hopefully we can just move on. Um, we survived. Let's just keep winning and get a winning record to close out this year. So let's just dive into the offense. We'll break it down by unit. So we'll start with the offense. We talked about it, two turnovers, almost three. Um, then they reviewed it, and they actually overturned one with a pass interference on Odell. Um, they were all off hands, and Joku's I thought was a really bad call, like I said. The past, uh, I think it was Hodges was the other one. Mm -hmm. It was a tough ball to catch, and Baker said he knows he should have cleared out and then hit Juice, which I think when in doubt, you should probably should go to Juice. OBJ, another bad outing, two catches, 39 yards, only five targets, zero in the second half. He was clearly frustrated. Um, JB, what do we think about when he was wide open um, going down the field? Then just ran to the sideline, just sat down. He stood outside of the huddle. Um, he just seemed very, very frustrated. It seemed very clear. Um, what do we think about that, JB? I think all year, really, Odell's done a great job of handling the pressure and the expectations that are on him with class. I think him definitely being paired with Jarvis is good for that. And I think this was just a case of he slipped back into New York Giants, Odell Beckham, when he was over there kicking the field goal net and all that. I think he just had a moment like that, and I can understand it. He's not getting the targets and the catches he thinks he should be getting. He's not making the impact he thinks he should be making. And that's definitely understandable that some frustration would show, but I think now going forward he's probably a little bit embarrassed of the way he was acting. And he knows that's not the way he's supposed to operate within the, the fold of the team. And I think we're going to see next week Odell's on his best behavior. And one thing I want to point out, the effort was always there, especially that run that Chubb had, or no, Kareem. He caught the pass and took off with it. Odell was sprinting down the field blocking the whole way. That made me just so happy. Well, he did on Nick's big run, too, yeah. that he was all the way down there still blocking the whole way. He's been nothing but a team player. And like Baker continues to say and Odell says and Freddie says, he just wants to win. I mean, he was in New York where it was just a disaster. Um, I, too, would be frustrated because I think we all expected more productivity out of him. If he really does have a sports hernia and he's been playing through that all year, then props to him because that's got to be pretty brutal. Uh, personally, I did understand Baker calling out the staff, the training staff after the game. It's not a great look, but I like it how he showed that he has OBJ's back because we really need to keep OBJ happy. He's got four more years left on that deal. Let's keep him and Juice there. Keep the uh, pretty much. I mean, they're like a brotherhood pretty much. Let's keep that together because those two are superstars. I think they're going to figure it out next year. I think we've all heard the reports that Dorsey was pretty much saying 2020 is the year, so let's just hope for that. I know it sucks to say next year, like always, but uh, I guess that's what we got to do. And then also, I thought the O-line was great. It actually had its best grade of the year as a whole unit. Um, Kendall Lamb came back from in uh, injury, slid in for Hubbard, and I thought he was great. Um, I'd be interested to see who plays next week. Freddie said we'll play that by ear. Um, we saw Treader sitting out of practice today, but we all know he'll play as a true professional. Um, Char, what are you thinking about this offense, though? The line, OBJ, Nick, really just the offense as a whole unit. The, obviously, it wasn't Baker's best day. So, I mean, that was a little concerning. But, I mean, overall, it seems like, like, like you guys were saying, OBJ, he seems like he's trooping it. Him and, him and Baker have shown good, good, good uh, chemistry signs. 
he's just had I mean I think he just got he's a competitive guy I think he just got flustered in the moment he wasn't playing up to the standards he likes to play to so I'm willing to look past it I think with him and Jarvis and with the line improving I think yeah we we should be focusing on building to next year at this point because while the playoffs are still possible we don't control our own destiny we need a lot of other factors to fall into place so I mean we should just play to improve finish the season strong and have some positive momentum and I think also if you want to look at the caliber of player that we have in Odell compared to the other receivers that are of his caliber in the league. Look at Antonio Brown. He's a clown. He's an embarrassment to everything that a professional football player stands for. And I think the way Odell's acting, I would take that every day over you know a clown like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think Odell's been like like egregious or anything. He's all right. I think he'll be okay. I think next year will be a lot better year. We just got to keep him around. Um, and I heard some people talking about how he's been telling our teams, come get me and all that. And then we've had other former NFL players say it's a common thing to try to boost their stock around the NFL and just show um, interest in it if everything ever does come up. I think it'll be all right. I'm sure we'll draft some linemen, maybe get some free agents, get some trades. And I think that offense can be pretty lethal next year. Should have Miles back for the whole year, I would assume. But who knows with Goodell because he's the biggest clown of them all. Um, but... Like we said, it's a win. we got to accept it, be happy. I would like to finish with a winning record, get Baker on track. Um, do we think the hand's bothering him? Do we think that was the issue, JB, or just an off night for Baker? I mean, I haven't looked into it a whole lot, but I would imagine, like, I hit my hand on the, a pool table the other day, and it still hurts. So I'd imagine being an NFL quarterback, dealing with hits, top, like, play after play, and going out there trying to grip the ball, not only that, and then make accurate passes, I think it has to be at least a little bit bothering him. And it's not like it was a super warm day either. I yeah, mean, and he's not going to admit it, but, I mean, yeah. let's be real here, it's, it's probably bothering him. I think this next week should be a big game for him, and if it's not, then maybe we should worry a little bit. But, I mean, he's still our guy. He's the franchise quarterback. Um, so I don't want to be too hard on him. I mean, we got the win, like we said. So I think it's just time to move on. We'll go to the next unit. We'll go to the defense. Um, like I already said, we did give up over 450 yards, but held them under 20 points. If that's not Ben don't break uh, mentality, I don't know what is. Um, and like we already discussed, I tweeted it out. Red wine was sensational. Um, I thought the D-line wasn't bad. I thought that was some of the best pressure we've had in a while, especially in the red zone. Um, the two sacks were nice. Good to see Sheldon get another one. Looks like he's going to be on the end the rest of the season, which I'm all right with that. Good to see Larry Oak and Joby get on one. And like I already said, Brian Cox, it was nice to see him get one, which they each had a half, by the way. But still, it was nice to see them get in the backfield and get on the little ginger um, and just get them down. And uh, nice to see the interception from Denzel, like we said already, too. Char, what did you think about the defensive performance this past weekend? It was, I mean, a, a C-. minus. I mean, for results past were doable but they just they show they made that offense have life in it and that Bengals offense has really struggled all year been like the worst of the league I know they had Ryan Finley there for a minute but even with Andy Dalton which I mean I'm willing to forgive some because they just got Tyler Boyd back but I mean overall that's still I mean AJ Green didn't even play I mean so there's still a lot more they should be performing better than that against a bottom tier offense like the Bengals well, Boyd's been good all year. This got John Ross back. Though, oh, yeah, that was a And he was, he, that was a big get. But, I mean, I don't know. We did go with 19 points, so that's good. But 450 yards is an awful lot yeah, to go to that offense. a massive amount. Um, they did score. They scored 22 in the Jets the week before within his return, and they did win. Um, so it's about the same amount they scored. Um, so it wasn't the best performance, but at least they didn't give up a bunch of touchdowns like we've 
they could have and they probably would have before. It's good to see they showed some fight in the red zone. Um, JB, what do you think about the outing from the defense? Yeah, I think you guys hit the nail on the head here. Um, we definitely were in a bend but don't break state. And I think the Bengals' offense is a little bit better with Dalton than what people are giving them credit for. And especially with the hodgepodge of guys we have out there on defense, at the start of the year, if you compared to the defense then to the way it looks now, you, there's names you wouldn't even recognize unless you were like just a super fan of the Browns. And with the limited time they've had together and you know with Miles and all those guys being out, I think I'm not as concerned with the way the defense is playing right now as much as the offense. But also at the same time, it is encouraging to see them have all those struggles and still only give up 19 points. And shout out to Denzel with pick six today. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. That was a good play by Denzel. Um, he's in the right spot, sitting back in that zone. Um, it'd be nice to get Olivier Vernon back here soon. He's still listed as day to day, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen with him, but it'd be nice to throw him on the end um, to get at least one starter back on that defensive line. Um, like we said, though, a good win. We'll put this one to rest and we'll move on. Um, we're actually going to change gear a little bit and let's do our top games of the week. We only have four for you this week. Um, the first game we have, we're going to start with uh, the rivalry, the Chicago Bears traveling to Green Bay to try to keep their playoff hopes alive. Um, who do you like in this one, JB? Um, I really like the way the Bears have been playing lately. The Packers, you know, they struggled a little bit last week, and the, the deciding factor for me here was it's at Lambeau, so I'm going to go with the Packers. Packers, yeah. I mean, Trubisky's been a lot better recently. Chicago's fighting for their life. Um, does seem like it's too little too late, though. Char, who do you like in this one? So, yeah, yeah, Trubisky's been playing like last year, which isn't necessarily good, but I mean, serviceable for that defense they have and great to this year's Mitch's standards. I know we've bagged him a lot. But then Rodgers and the Green Bay offense, I think they're just too banged up. They have not looked good in recent weeks. I think they may have peaked too early. And even though it's in Lambeau, I think the Bears playing for their lives pull this one out. This is a this is a tough one for me. So we're split right now. I'm still gonna roll with Green Bay. I'm not sure they're really truly like ten win good like their record shows. Um, but I still think there's be a little too much for Chicago, especially in Lambeau. Like JB said, I think that is the deciding factor. I think Rodgers will play well. So I'll go with Green Bay um, with JV. Um, game two, we have the Houston Texans traveling to the Tennessee Titans. Texans are truly an enigma. I don't understand them whatsoever. They finally beat New England, but they really can't beat anybody else. And Tennessee has been red hot since starting Tannehill. I saw they actually have the most points per minute since he's been the starter with one. And the team in second is Baltimore with like .7. So that's actually a pretty good uh, difference. Tannehill has been awesome. Tennessee looks like one of the hottest teams in football. Pretty crazy. Um, Char, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, Tennessee's won six of seven since uh, Tannehill's been promoted. The Texans, I mean, they can perform with the best of them. But then they have weeks like last week where they just lay an egg against the Broncos. And I know that game ended up being two touchdowns, but I mean, the Broncos were just beating them silly, which I didn't see that one coming. Cue the Paul Rudd meme. Didn't think so. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think the Titans have just looked, they're probably, I think they're going to run away with this one. The Texans just did not inspire confidence. I mean, the Titans, Tannehill looks like a legit quarterback. If I'm the Titans, I'd lock him up. Oh, he's going to get paid. If it's not by Tennessee, it's going to be somebody else. Um, we all know Elway will sign like 10 quarterbacks. How tall, how tall that's is the Tannehill? Thing. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> so you're going to be 6'4", he can go away. You're going Tennessee then, Char? Yeah. All right, JB? 
This one was actually the hardest one for me to decide on. I think, like Char said, the Texans and what you said, they're an enigma. They play great one week and then lay an egg. And I think, you know, with the Titans, they're never in the division race, really. And this is, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. And I, Tannehill, especially being on the Dolphins, he's never been in any sort of race ever. And I think the Texans, you know, they're they're sort of used to being in that first or second spot in the division, used to fighting for it. And I think that's what's gonna give them the advantage here. They've been here before, and I think the Texans are gonna win. All right, so we're split right now again, and I'm gonna go with Char on this one. I'm gonna take the Titans as well. These teams play like I think they play twice in the next three weeks. Um, so I think Tennessee will take this one, and Houston will take the one when they're in Houston. Um, Tannehill has just been very good, and Derrick Henry has been running wild. His is his time of the year where he just gets hot at the end of the year. Um, so I'm going to go Tennessee as well uh, with Char. And then the third game, another team that's been playing uh, really well, the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Dallas to play a team who has not been playing well, and the Cowboys. JB, who you like in that matchup? Yeah, this one was the easiest one for me. I'm going to go with the Rams. The Cowboys are a sinking ship right now, and I'm not sure that they can recover given the expectations that are on them in the circus, like we say every week with them. And the Rams are playing lights out. So, yeah, I'm going with the Rams. The, I actually saw a stat, a betting stat, that 91% of the betting public is taking the Rams this week. And, I mean, yeah, I can't see a good reason that they'd be wrong. The Rams look like they're back. The Cowboys are whatever the opposite of back is. Sinking ship. Sinking ship. Yeah, this yeah this game doesn't seem like it'll be competitive. I think the betting public's right here, as well as JB. All right, well, I'll go against both of you and the betting public. I'm going to take Dallas. Let's, let's get a little crazy here. Then I'll take Dallas. I don't care. I'll take Dak, big Dak guy. I mean, they're going to win this division like 8-8, eight and eight, I think and get into the playoffs, and that's pretty outrageous. And I wouldn't even be surprised to see him win a game. Um, I'm going to take Dallas, though, in this one. I still think there's a lot of talent there, and maybe they'll finally put it back together. Um, I'll just I'll roll the dice with them. So we'll go to our final game for this week, Sunday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills are traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Char, who do you like in that matchup? Man, this game, these teams have both just overperformed my expectations throughout the year. Josh Allen, I mean, he did not look good last week against Baltimore, but their defense somewhat contained Baltimore, kept it competitive. Pittsburgh has really good defense. I saw the over-under is 36-5 for this game. That's insane low. Ducks look good. I think just uh, I think Ducks better than Josh Allen at the moment, so I'm going to pick Pittsburgh just based off that because I think the defenses are close to a draw. JB, who do you like in that one? Yeah, this one got the primetime game. Uh, it might be the Monday night? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night. night. Sunday it got night. flexed. Okay. So, yeah, weird things are going to happen in this one at Heinz. I still don't believe in Duck, and I really don't believe in Josh Allen either, so this one was pretty tough for me, but I'm going to get crazy here and go with the Bills. I think the defense is going to give Duck more issues than any team they have faced before, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Yeah, I'm going to go with JB. I'm going to take the Bills as well. I think Josh Allen, he's been uh, pretty solid the second half of the season, mostly on the ground, and I think he'll have a nice outing, and that Buffalo secondary is going to dominate Duck, and I think the Bills win this one. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be one you want to watch, but I'm still going to. Um, I'm going to go with JB and take the Bills on that one. 
All right, so we'll hop right into this week's matchup. Our Cleveland Browns travel to Arizona to take on the 3-9-1 Cardinals, which is the battle of back-to-back number one picks, back-to-back Heismans, both from Oklahoma. Kingsbury's the coach. Him and Baker used to have a lot of beef. They say it's buried now. Not sold on that. Baker's going to want this one. Um, Cleveland is currently a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The Cardinals have lost their last six. And like I said before, they're scoring about 21 points a game. Kyler is their leading passer and rusher on the season, so we're going to have to contain him. He can be electric. He's been pretty impressive this year. Only seven interceptions, three last week. Um, He's been sacked 47 times, though, which is the fourth most this season. That's why it would be nice to have Olivier Vernon back because we need to get after Kyler. Um, We really got to get pressure on him and contain him. I think this should be a pretty fun game. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I know we were concerned about it a few weeks ago when we did our predictions for the rest of the season. Are we still concerned? What are we thinking about this game, Char? I think my concerns, Arizona's performed worse than I expected, so we've alleviated it. But Cleveland has just, the last two weeks, kind of has me a little more nervous than I would have been when we were prognosing playoffs a few weeks ago. But I still feel like, I think, I think Cleveland should be a good favorite here. Yeah, I agree. I think Cleveland, I think the offense should explode. I mean, their corners are very bad other than Peterson. Peterson's a great um, secondary guy. But they are, they've given up the second most 20 yards or more passes in the NFL. So, like I said, Baker should just, he should have a big day. Um, tight ends have been tearing them up, so I expect uh, Chief to have a big game in his second game back. I really think Odell is going to have a big game, though, especially with all the stuff that's been going around. I think we're going to force-feed Odell like we've been saying we should do. JB, what are your thoughts going into this matchup? Yeah, Arizona's defense definitely gives up some points, so I think Baker, out of all of the games we played, this should be the day that he has himself a game. But at the same time, the way the offense has been playing, you can't expect anything. It's more of a wait-and-see thing once the game starts. And I think especially with Baker's, the way he holds grudges, I think we can't overlook the Kingsbury-Murray matchup and aspect to this game. I think there's no way, if you have beef with someone, you never truly bury the, the bury the hatchet, right? You're still kind of like, you know, screw this guy. And that's what I love about Baker. He holds those grudges. He uses it as fuel. And with Kyler, uh, Baker's the first Heisman winner. I think in Baker's mind, Kyler is the little brother that he doesn't want to be shown up by. So I think Baker's going to come out as always, full of energy, full of heart, ready to go. I just hope the rest of the offense is there with him. Um, But yeah, I think we just want to see the guys play well and build momentum this week heading into the rest of the season and into the offseason. I think the offense can definitely, they're going to be able to run the ball. And as long as we keep uh, Kyler in the pocket and don't let him make plays with his feet, we should be all right. Yeah, I mean, Baker lives for stuff like this. He always looks for to have a chip on his shoulder, and I definitely think he will this week. I know he has a ton of respect for Kyler, and they really like each other. And he says how Kyler always pushed him when he was behind him in Oklahoma. So I think that's kind of a cool aspect of this game. Um, I did see Arizona is statistically the worst defense in the NFL. But with that being said, they still do have Chandler Jones, who's an absolute sack machine. We have to keep him off Baker. He's got 14 sacks this year. The last three years, he's been in the top three. Um, that's that's insane. So we got we've got to keep him um, off Baker, and Baker's got to know where he's at at all times. Unfortunately, hopefully he doesn't get in his head too much about it. Hopefully we can keep Baker clean because I think that's the biggest key. If we can keep Baker clean, let him get his feet set in the pocket. Um, he doesn't have to have too much time. 
because we do have some burners on the on the outside, hit some deep balls. Um, I think that'd be big. I think we can really throw the ball all over the yard on these guys, just like everybody else has this year. Uh, I'm sure Nick will run run really well again because he's the best running back in the NFL. He's winning that rushing crown. Um, he's definitely a pro bowler. And I think Joe Schobert is too, so make sure we keep voting for them, everybody. Um, Char, what do you think about this matchup when we head into Arizona Sunday? Yeah, I feel like this matchup is going to end up being very high scoring. We'll get Baker out in the warm weather again. We have Arizona has just bad defense. They like to they like to put they like to play at a fast pace with their offense. Lots of passes, stop time. I think it's going to be high scoring, and I think Baker Baker's definitely going to be ready to get at them, especially Cliff. I think that this game we we can get hopefully get a get it right game on our offensive side to get us some confidence going into Baltimore. Yeah, I'd definitely like to break 30 like we did against Miami. I think this should be a game like that. I'm hopeful for it. Um, I don't want to be let down. I know a few weeks ago I thought this was going to be a really tough game for us, and I was concerned. I'm not as concerned anymore, but if they if we drop this game, then I'm going to be very disappointed in the Browns, and I think we're going to have to take a real long look in the mirror, even more so than we have been um, so far. Um, so we'll hop into some predictions for this game. We'll start with just the final score. Char, what do you think the score will end up being in this one? All right, my final score prediction, I'm thinking it's going to be Brownies 31, Cardinals 21. I hope I really want that 30. That's the biggest thing I'm looking for in this game. Obviously, I want to win, but if we score 30, I think we're going to win this football game. JB, what's your score prediction? I'm going 28-25 Brownies. All right, so that's really close to that 30 mark. I think we're going to get 34, and I think it's actually going to be a really good game. I'm going 34-27 Browns. And it's just going to be a really fun game. As two electric quarterbacks going to be watching the last two number one picks. Pretty awesome storyline. Both Heisman winners, both from Oklahoma. So our next prediction, who do you think the game MVP is and why? And give us a stat line. We'll start with you, JB. Uh, once again, as most of the season, I'm going to say Nick Chubb is going to be the MVP. I'd say he gets around 120 rushing yards, throwing about 30 receiving yards, two touchdowns of either variety. It doesn't matter. He's going to get in the end zone twice. All right, that'd be a great game for Nick. I hope so. We need him to get another 100-yard game for sure. And obviously, I think we're kind of all expecting that anymore. Um, Char, who are you going with? I think we're going to see Odell have a game against one of his former college teammates. Peterson, I, I like Odell to get over 100 yards and a score against the Cardinals. So I think it's his breakout game kind of with the Browns. We get some good juju going, and I think it's I think this is it's coming. Yeah, I'm, that's actually who I was torn between. I was going to either go Odell or David Njoku, so I'll go with Njoku. I think he's going to have a big game, second game back. Um, like I said earlier, the tight ends have just had field days against um, Arizona, making everybody look like Gronk. So I think it's Njoku's time. Um, I do think Odell's going to have a huge game. I'd love to see him get like 150 yards this game and at least one tutty. Um, he needs it for his confidence, just to keep everything rolling. So we're all in a, uh, agreement that the Browns will win, have a pretty good showing, and we all think uh, the offensive star is going to have big games. Let's just hope for the best for this week. Let's get to 9-7, and seven, or at least 8-8 eight and eight this year, and keep supporting these Brownies. Um, like we always say, next year's our year. Go Brownies.